listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's The Sizzle in the building with the hottest information, always the hot information, always giving you that fire. That's what you need to get everything started. We're going to get everything started the right way. You know who's in the building. Jay Sizzle's in the building. Rich Sizzle's in the building. I'm yeah. Jay Sizzle, and we about to do the thing, and we're going to make it hot. But remember... If you have not liked this podcast, if you have not liked this audio, if you haven't liked this video, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you put it in the algorithm. Make sure we out there. We trending, baby, because we always talking about what's hot. We always talking about what's right now. And what's right now, fellas, is the NBA Game 5. It's going to be for all the chicken wings. I don't know if you can say all the marbles. But now you got a 2-2 split between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, and it's about to go down. Oh, my God. All right, fellas, it's getting ready to hop off. Now, when we first started talking about this, we were talking about how there was no way Boston could come in and do their thing. Then as we saw that there was a way, we said there was no way Boston was not going to sweep them out of Boston. And so Golden State took a game. They returned the favor to Boston. And so now let's start with where we are. Game five, the pivotal game. This is, this is the game that everybody talks about. This is the one that dictates who leads. All right, Rich, let's start with you. Game five, do you see anything different? How do the Boston Celtics come away with a win in Golden State? They have to do what they've been doing. Mm. But the problem is, so what I've been watching with this series is, one, nobody can stop um, Steph Curry. Nobody. But the difference has been who steps up, who else steps up. No one's been able to stop Steph. And you can contain Jason Tatum for a bit, but then somebody else steps up for Boston. So in this situation, you're going back to Golden State with a little bit of the momentum taken away from you. Granted, we said in the playoffs that, hey, uh, Boston doesn't do good on their home floor, but all of a sudden it's like we got that figured out, and then next thing you know, Steph Curry dropped 40-piece on them. So the home court advantage is now with Golden State. You have to go in there from moment one and punch them in the mouth and keep punching them. Keep punching them and keep going and make it basically to where it doesn't matter how far you are. They can't come back and catch you. I don't know if they have that kind of arsenal. You're going to have to have those Hail Mary shots from Al Horford, who I've never seen shoot threes before, continue to do that, which is good with it. But somebody other than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown is going to have to step up in that game in order for it to be a win. Well, we've talked about this before, Jay. We've talked about how they had to continue this pace, this toward pace. But it seems like it really hasn't been a problem for the Celtics only in the last maybe 10 minutes of the fourth quarter of the last game where they relied solely on the three and stopped taking the mid-range and start driving to the basket. So here's my thing, Jay. If you don't have a strong middle, then anybody can drive on you. And it shouldn't be any problem for Jason Tatum to keep turning the corner, driving to the basket, because it seems like nobody is afraid of Draymond Green. And unless you got some bigs doing some extra work, I think Golden State 
may have a game on their hand. But what say you, Jay? Well, Golden State's been playing four against five this whole series. Draymond Green has been absolutely man, no grande of offense. Can I even say is no grande? Is that any form of, of word that we can say Spanish wise? No, he no, no big no shot. Bueno. No, you want to say no, no bueno. I want to say no bueno. He no good on offense, Holmes. You know what I'm saying? He no good. The, the Warriors have won four against five. I think you saw it this last game that they started sitting Draymond Green down when it counted. I believe you're going to see a lot more of that in the second half of game five because we all know if you could put another score on the floor, then it is almost impossible, as Rich just said, to stop Stephen Curry. Because if you have everybody has the guard, because the only way they're going to stop Stephen Curry right now, if they go and just double team him, they go a boxing one and they have somebody chasing him around the floor all night long. But we know Stephen Curry finds a way to get up his shots. He is one of only three guards ever in the NBA history to go 40 points and see 10 rebounds. He's a long, he's, he's in the same category with Magic Johnson on that. He's historic, and I think right now you see a guy who believes in his destiny. He writes on his gym shoes, all things are possible. He must, it must, it must be, because this guy got them shots in, because where he be shooting from, and that ball, he gets bottoms. Do you know he is shooting 60% from twos? From twos! Like he's a big man. How is he? I was a little bitty short point guard shooting 60% from twos. That means he's getting a boatload of layups. He could break you down. And he can shoot the long ball. I'm telling you right now, if they don't play Draymond Green this whole game, the Warriors are going to walk away with a double-digit win in game five. One thing that I want to point out, mm -hmm. since we want to talk about little men, big men, game three, the game that Boston won and won convincingly, Boston out-rebounded the Warriors. In game four, guess what happened? The Warriors out-rebounded Boston, and it was yeah. bad. You allowed a three-point shooting point guard to do ten rebounds on. Wiggins got yeah. sixteen. Yeah, Wiggins was all over the place. You want to talk about Draymond Green's replacement? It's it, yeah, it's absolutely. younger uh, version called Andrew Wiggins. I mm. mean, he he did what Draymond could psychologically do, just in a physical presence. It was, yeah. it was great. You know, like I said, going back to it. It's about the supporting cast. Who from which team is going to step up and say, I'm behind this guy. And where he can, I will. And where he will, I will too. That's who's going to win. You know, I think too, I think Jason Tatum is a little starstruck. I really believe. Because I think I think he's looking over there and going, oh, that's <laughs> Stephen Curry. <laughs> that's really him for real. And all of a sudden they let it fly from deep. Because you see, if if Tatum and Jalen Brown get it going both together at the same time, they're going to be something special. But Jason Tatum, when they need him, he starts stepping away. He's beautiful when he goes to the basket, but he needs to be full on board going to the basket. He needs to get their bigs fouled out. 
There's no way Draymond Green should be on the floor in the middle of the third quarter. There's no way. Get in there and attack him and get him out the game. But now that might work against you because now, as you said, you might have Wiggins and Looney to deal with, who I think if the Warriors go ahead and play them together, put them out on the floor together, I think they'll be a far much better team. Have some rim protection going on too. But Jason Tatum's got to step up. Where's his 40-point game? Where's his 45-point game? They need that right now. They need him to take over take it to the basket, and go be that dude because he's getting paid like that dude. But I don't know. That dude goes somewhere else and eat popcorn when they really need it. Well, you know, that's a good question that has been brought up a couple of times. You had an exceptional performance by Steph Curry. So in game four, you had that quintessential Steph Curry game, the best game he's had. But in these series, especially with the Celtics, you've seen that they wax and wane. They're good one game. They take a game off. They're good the next game. Is this just a part of maturity that they don't understand how to put together full games to shut out teams? Or was this just an effort by Golden State, an amazing effort to stave off going down 3-1 in the series? Nah, I think it's just that you have an experienced team that understands uh, what needs to be done. When, when, when you're faced with a loss, okay, we've got to go back to the lab, get in transition and come up with a new game plan and then execute that. Okay, this is where we lacked it. So we're going to change this up and do that. They have a team that can do that, like you, like, like Jay said. So what if you can't shoot the three? You still hit a two-pointer, and they've been doing that mm -hmm. very well this, this series. If the three's not available, they'll go in and, and, and get a good 10, 15-foot shot on a high percentage uh, opportunity and make those shots. They're not really... It, it's like they understand that the Warriors can make a three-point shot, so it's, it's almost like I'm watching them. And in some parts of the game, they're okay with the Warriors just hitting the two-pointer instead of the three. But I'm like, that's still two points down. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it and is. You, and you also, you also look at this, too. You have White playing huge for the Celtics, right? You yep. have the defensive player of the year playing huge for them at time offensively. How long can you count on that, right? Yeah, you got Jason Tatum. You got Jason Tatum only shooting like 26% from the two-point range, 26%. That's not going to get it done. I'm going to tell you right now, you saw the Warriors. They were only up one point going into the fourth quarter, right? And you saw the Celtics wilt under the heat of the Warriors. They wilted under Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry is probably one of the best conditioned athletes, low-key, that we have seen play in the NBA. You saw him in, in the last, in the years he's been out, he's put on about 20 pounds of muscle, and he runs all day long. He runs all day long, and he wears those guys down. Now, White has been the best defender that the Celtics have had against Stephen Curry, but even he rained 40 points on his head. So the whole question is right now, Will Jason Tatum step up and be that guy? Because if we still continue, White or Horford, one of those guys is going to have an off night. And the only way the Celtics are going to win is that Tatum has to show up and one of those other two guys have to show up big. If Horford has an off night from the three line, like you said, Rich, have we ever seen Al Horford shoot like this? Ever? No. No. So where, no. where is he pulling this out from? 
You know what I'm saying? At some point in time, statistics catch up to you. And we have to say that he cannot keep shooting at this torrid pace from three because statistics say that that won't happen. And I'm pretty much to say pressure bust pipes. And we go into this game five, you ain't going to be slinging it up there like you ain't got nothing to lose because right now you got everything to lose. And Stephen Curry is coming and going to hang a big one on your head again in the fifth game. I'm not going to say that. I think Al Horford understood the assignment. He knows this is the finals. He knows he's 80 years old in basketball <laughs> years. And he knows this may be the last legitimate chance he has yeah. to be in the finals and get a ring. So he understood the assignment. Whatever I got to do to win this series, I'm going to do it. I'm not too concerned about Al Horford. What I'm concerned about is everybody else. Or is who else is going to be boxing out? Is Williams going to be doing his job as a big man? Yeah. You know, yeah. it can, like you say, can White and Smart uh, contain the two? Yeah. Not just Curry, but Thompson. Eventually, like we talked about, Thompson has not been playing good. Yeah. Let's just be honest. He's been playing decent, but he is not the Clay Thompson that we know. Yeah. He, he has not erupted. Up, if you wake up that dragon, yeah. And he starts shooting yeah. like the way we know he can shoot. And yeah. now you have to be honest with both of them. It can be a long night. And then yeah. you have to try to figure out how to match point for point. Like I said, I think Al Horford's got it. He understands. It's like, hey, this is what it is. But what about the rest of that team? Because I think yeah. that Al, ain't Al Horford older than like three of the other people on the Celtics combined or something like that. Absolutely. You know? In, in, in dog years, he's like 90 or something. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> – he, he gets it, but what about the rest of the team? You know, I mean, and that is how many more right. finals are we going to see with Jason Tatum? Probably a few more, but how many more are we going to see with Al Horford? Not many more. He knows that. So he's woke up. You woke up something in him. The moment you said finals, he's like, all right, I get it. We saw yeah. that in game one. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody you else to get behind him and help him, though. And, and that's the key to it right there, Rich. Who else on that Boston Celtics team is going to help him? These guys who have been playing great for them have to continue to play great. We're looking over at the at the Warriors. We know Clay has not erupted. He's due to erupt, right? Mm -hmm. We we know Poole has showed that he can erupt, but he hasn't been consistent yet, right? He hasn't been consistent. And I'm gonna tell you what: if the if the Celtics keep turning this ball over, keep throwing the ball all over Northern America. If they keep doing that, they gonna they might as well just give them the trophy. Give the Warriors a trophy. Because there's no way, if they don't win the turnover and rebounding war against the Warriors, they don't have a shot. So you got to have some ball control. Jason Tatum's got to attack the basket. And you got to see Al Horford still shooting at this huge clip. That's a lot of ifs on the Celtics side, right? It's a lot of ifs on the Celtics side. But the only one thing that's a for sure thing, you know Stephen Curry, if it's close, the Celtics are in trouble, just like it was in that fourth quarter. You looked up when they went to that fourth quarter. You saw the Celtics were only down by one. And then you saw Stephen Curry go and be Steph Curry. The, yeah. Mama, there goes that man. There he go. Somebody get him. They can't. He's shooting. He's eating popcorn. He turned around, dancing on him. And they couldn't do nothing about it. You know, that's just a sign of greatness. I mean, we're, we're witnessing a great guard at work. At 37 years old. Is he 37? Something like that? 36? Well, Curry? crazy? Yeah. And yo. He ain't that old. I don't old. think he's that old. Hey, well, I would I say he's what about he like, 34. 34. 34. 34. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is he? But he looks like he's 37 sometimes. He, he's like a baby face 37. Well, you know, <laughs> now he has that Adonis body. I guess he did his Creed 3 workout. And so he's yoked up. I mean, I saw him. I was like, oh, the gun shows out for my man. He's gotten in the gym. He's gotten he, his body some, right. Got yeah, that vegetation right. You know, had, had pop up in the stands with his new chair. 34. Everybody was doing their thing. But Here's the big question. Oh, did you see her? I saw I that one in there. You had to slide. I that had to throw that did one. Did you in see her? He, he was all he was all hugged up on his boob too, wasn't he? Mm, God bless you, Dale. Love Go love ahead you, and baby. shoot your shots, baby. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Yes, we sir. talked about it in the chat. This yeah. is the thing. Now, Rich just touched on it a little bit, but now let's dissect it for a few minutes. Yeah. The Robert Williams effect for the Celtics. In a game where you need rebounding, in a game where you don't have Draymond Green, in a game where you don't have bigs on Golden State size, no yeah. one on Golden State is as tall as Robert Williams at this point. And no one is a true center at this point for Golden State. So right. can this be said, or is it logical to say that Robert Williams is actually going to be the key to a Boston victory. If he does not win the rebounding war, if he does not get in and box out and do the little things, the little dirty things, he's got to do the dirt, get in there, work and get positioning and get those rebounds or at least block box out so that you don't have Wiggins jumping around. You don't have Toscano going all over the place. You don't have these little moments where they have lapses. Is he now going to be the key, Jay, for this victory? Look, Williams tweaked that knee in game four. I don't care what the reports are saying. You know, I don't care what. Now, he is a dangerous rim defender when he can come from the offside and swatting balls out of there. He's dangerous. But when they put him in the blender, when these, when these guards attack him and they put him in the blender and they get him stepping back and moving back, that's where I'm concerned about his knee. Because at some point in time, they're going to do him the same way they did Al Horford. They're going to put him in the high pick and roll and come out here and defend Curry, come defend Poole, come defend uh, uh, Thompson, come and defend them guys in the pick and roll out there up top because we're going to push it at you. If you back up, big man, we're going to put the brakes on you and we're going to drop this over on the top of your head. So he's got to be able to work on that high pick and roll, come up, Get that guy pushed backwards, have him stepping backwards, and at least not being caught in those one-on-ones. However, if he can do that, and he he's effective a rim blocker. This guy, this guy is nasty. He will go up and block. But I am concerned about that knee. I know they're talking about he didn't. You know he looks okay. I don't know that knee was surgically repaired at one point in time. He didn't look great when he got back up. So, uh, but again, Greg, if he does what you what you say he does, and yeah, he is a real big key for them. But I think if he's on the floor, I think the I think the uh, Warriors are going to isolate him just like they've been doing Horford, and they will trade baskets. They will trade that little two pointer on him because they're going to get free open looks to the basket as soon as they drive home and stop and pop. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, there are a lot of things to go in, and we haven't even talked about one player. One player that I have to give a shout out to, and one that is near and dear to those who are Washington Wizards and Bulls fans. That is the play of Otto Porter. Now, one person that probably called it early in the year might have been Jay. I think we were talking about the effectiveness of Otto Porter. But you get an Otto Porter for times like this, Rich, 
when you see that you need a veteran to come in and can sometimes settle everything down or just be a constant, a constant shooter, a constant defender. He's taken on the role of what Golden State needs. So can they get that same type of play from all of their bench players to keep moving forward and roll past Boston in this game five? I think they can. And one thing that Otto Porter brings to the table is the intangibles. I've watched, you watch him, you have a situation where I think it was maybe it was one of the Williams. They had a, de- a defensive rebound. And Otto Porter just strips the ball away from, yeah. turns yeah. around and gets, a, and gets an easy layup. Those yeah. are the plays that will make or break you if you're sitting there trying to win a game or a championship in that case. And like you said, that comes from experience. Otto Porter's been there. Listen, both teams not that tall. We're looking at two teams. I don't think anybody – Al Horford might be the tallest person on the floor. I don't think he's seven foot, though. No, Maybe yeah, about 6'10", six, 6'11", six, something in there. Yeah, and, and, and everybody else is 6'9", six, 6'8". Six, That's why Wiggins can just do whatever he does because he's 6'7", but he's got like a wingspan of like yeah. 2,000 feet. He's got skyscraper arms. Right. And so, of course, he can grab rebounds pretty well. So, you're, you're looking at small ball anyway, but you still need somebody to clean up. And you would have thought it was Boston because they delegated more people to the center and the power forward position, but they're not living up to that hype right now. No, absolutely not. Yes, because like I said, where you might come down with the rebound, you still got to secure that ball. And that's where all the turnovers are coming in. It's like, who's going to bring the ball down the court? We've always had this conversation, like, is Marcus Smart a legitimate point guard. Should he be handling the ball? Who should be handling the ball for Boston if it's not Smart or White and Jason Tatum really bring the ball up? Is that just because I've watched him, and when he does that, Wiggins or Gary Payton meets him at half court, slows him down. Now that tires you out and things like that. We talked about that with the whole conversation about older guys trying to take control of the offense and then getting spun out. Is this happening with the Celtics? Possibly. Because you're not spinning out uh, Steph Curry. This is what he does. It's what, that's what he is. But Absolutely. on the other end of the court, see, the thing about it is, who's going to play in the who's game mm. is, is, is the question. So point. where where do you go from that? Can you get can you successfully get Golden State off of their game? Mm. And if you can, yep. obviously, you got to win. But if you're going to play in the Golden State's game, it's going to be a long night for you, especially yeah. at Golden State. Absolutely. This is a war of attrition. There's no doubt about that. And the Celtics go on that long series and the Warriors sit down waiting. I think now you're going to start seeing the wear and tear on the Celtics' body start to happen. I think you're going to start seeing Iguodala come out and play a strong five minutes somewhere where they need a big push to come in. You start seeing Gary Payton Jr. Is he the third or is he the second? Uh, second, junior, second, whatever. Yeah, whatever he is, yeah. You're starting to see him actually play better now because I think he's healed up. So every game he looks a little bit better. And he, to me, was that X factor for the Warriors that he was that defensive um, Marcus Smart light that you were getting out there to defend. Now you start to see him get out there and play a little bit more. I think you're going to see the Warriors just because it's a war of attrition, just because they've been there many times before. I think last of the six. Uh, on the last eight times or something like that, the Warriors have been in the play in, in, in the in the finals. I think you're looking at a situation right now. I think the Celtics might just be in over their heads. 
I just think so. I think they got surprised in game four. I really believe. I think they thought they were going to win that and they were just going to cruise on from there. And I think they got shocked when they got exploded on in the fourth quarter when Steph Curry just went ape on them and they saw the little light-skinned fellow with the little leprechaun beard just letting it fly all night long and there wasn't <laughs> nothing they could do about it. You know what I'm saying? There was, and it's even worse when they go to Golden State. Even worse. When Steph Curry is turning around talking to the people in Boston, and you know, Boston's some of the most rowdiest fans to ever come to any game anywhere, and he's turning around chirping? You know, he was feeling it. He was feeling it. And now he's coming back home? Man. Aisha going to have whatever she be cooking? Because I know Steph don't eat none of that because he stays slim. And Aisha <laughs> put on 10 pounds. She's getting thick. She's Aisha getting on up there. She, she, almost, she might be close to sugar bear status. Not yet, though, but she's close to it. Everyone has to do their job. Do your job. Shout out to Sugar Bear and all of the Sugar Bears out there. Listen, man, we've got to break this down. So, Rich, we're going to start with you. we got to talk about who's going to come out with the victory in the decisive game five. Historically, this has been the game that tells the tale of what happens in a series. So no team had ever gone down 3-1 in a series as Golden State was looking like they were going to go down to a 3-1 yeah. series lead by Boston. But now that it's 2-2, the game five always seems to be that deciding factor. So, Rich, we'll start with you. Then Jay will come to you and get some predictions on what we think is going to end out game five and how we're going to play into what happens in game six. So, Rich, what happens in game five? I think the Warriors blow it open. Mm. And I don't think this game goes maybe after – three minutes into the second quarter it's pretty much decided beyond that but that does not mean this this series is still far from over mm, okay all right so we got a far from over we got a blowout nostra thomas talk to me about what we think is going to happen in game five golden state versus boston stephen curry is going to be the mvp okay and the MVP is going to be on the winning team. Mm. And right now, they have no answer for Stephen Curry. They have thrown everything at him they could think. Marcus Smartman out there, breaking <clears throat> down like he's a karate kid. You see him doing katas, trying to catch flies with chopsticks. None of that stuff is working. None of that stuff is working. They're knocking him down, pushing him down, drop kicking him, everything throwing white out on him. They're throwing Horford out on him. Nobody can defend Stephen Curry when he wants to get up his shot. The only way I see them defending him is that they really go an actual box in one and put somebody on him to trail him all night long, and they just double-team him wherever he is. And if they do that, now you're leaving Poole wide open. Now you're leaving Thompson wide open. Now you're going to leave one of the bigs to dive to the basket. And I think that could be a recipe for disaster. But I also think it's a recipe for disaster if y'all think y'all going to just go one-on-one -on -one with Marcus Smart with Steph Curry all night long, and he's not going to light him up too. So I got, I got, I got the MVP taking it, taking him home, throwing him on his back. Everybody come with me. I'm carrying everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because I am going to be on the Mount Rushmore of basketball. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like I said before, Steph Curry must have been listening. You want to cement your legacy? You got to have a M finals MVP. Yeah. 
You can't sit there and talk about, well, I got four rings. I'm the best player on the team, but I don't have a finals uh, MVP award. Yeah. Where they do that at? Yeah. Well, as I give my last, before we get ready to break, I'll give my last opinion. I think as again, we're going to have a role reversal. I think you're going to see a game where Golden State's going to be up and it's going to be close into the fourth quarter. And then Boston is going to pull out and do what Boston has done throughout this playoff run. They're going to pull out a game five in Golden State and do the unthinkable because I've got to get this thing to a game seven. I already bet somebody a uh, 12 piece and uh, with an extra red beans and rice. It's and, all about, this it's has all to about get you. To a, I'm sorry. This is, I'm, I'm being myopic. This has to be about me. I've got to get this game to game seven. So right now I'm saying that you're going to have a very close game. I, and I, I think it's going to be in the hundreds. I think it really is. I have a wow. belief that you're going to have Boston come out. They're going to be a little bit rejuvenated. Youngsters come out with fresh legs and they're going to get in there and do their thing. And so you'll see a very close game with a Golden State loss in game five, setting up a very interesting game six back in Boston. So that's where we are. I think that is what, that's what's going to happen. You like that? You like that? Nah. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle in the building. We always talk about the hotness. You may not like it, but I like it. And guess what, buddy? We're going to go with it because we got to get this game to a game seven. Because after this, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. The Rangers lost. The oh. White Sox suck. And the oh my Cubs God. are torpedoed. They were getting crushed today. <laughs> I think the, what was the Yankees or something was beating on them like they stole something. Yeah, the Yankees beat them like they owed them last week's rent. It was a bad thing. It looked like a football score. I thought it was the Bears playing the Yankees. I didn't know what was going on. It was terrible. But I tell you what, I know what's always hot. The sizzle. That's right. We're always as hot and as fresh as can be because ain't nobody yeah. dope like us. We're just so fresh and we're so clean. So you know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle in the building. It's the hottest thing ever. That's right, ever. I said it in the planet, on the planet, around the planet. We are The Sizzle, and we will see you, our friends, on the other side. Thank you for listening to The Sizzle, the hottest sports talk in the 219, here on Iron Skillet Television and Iron Skillet Radio. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Iron Skillet Sports. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.